Hello, hello, and welcome to the Trans-Pacific Partnership. I'm your host, Joanna Cifredo. And I'm your host, Rebecca Kling. On today's episode, we're discussing pretty privilege, passing privilege, and what fun summer plans we got. Let's dive right in. This past weekend, I organized a trans pool party in D.C. at one of the public pools. And it wasn't even really a party. It was a gathering. It was like a meetup. There wasn't any permits. There wasn't any formal applications. Where'd you get the idea for this? The idea was from Chicago, which is where I'm originally from. And we organized for a couple years in a row, and it's still going on. I'm sad to miss it this summer. Trans beach parties every summer in Chicago. What? You're giving me a look. Well, (laughs) we've had this discussion before. Rebecca likes to appropriate the term beach to apply to her lake. Lake Michigan, one of the great lakes, the (laughs) largest source of fresh water in the world that you cannot see the other side of, is a beach. It is by every definition a beach other than salt water. I would say that that's a sea, not so much a beach. For me, a beach... I go there and I see the beach. (laughs) No, like, I... Unless you have the imminent danger of, like, a shark chomping down on your leg or jellyfish, it's not a beach. Whatever. We're not having this (laughs) argument. There are beaches in Chicago. They're beautiful. They're free. And one of the fun things about it... it's a lake. I'm ignoring you. (laughs) I'm, I'm powering through. This is why I love doing getting on her nerves. But keep going. No, I'm done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. So in Chicago, we have these free beaches. And what we liked about organizing the parties there is that it wasn't something that required an ID. It wasn't something that was um, for any particular age. It wasn't drinking. It wasn't sponsored. And it wasn't for a group. It wasn't through the LGBT Health Center or through a business or through the Pride Association. And it was always fun. And I was really excited to bring something similar to D.C. And it's a little bit more complicated because the D.C. public pools are free for D.C. residents. But if you're not a resident of D.C., it does cost money. And even if you are a D.C. resident, you still have to show an ID. But the basic idea of like something that is all ages and doesn't have an organizational or a business sponsor was still something that I was really excited about. And It was pretty great. We got rained out a teeny bit at the end, but for the most part, it was a bunch of trans folks and queer folks and allies hanging out by the pool. Um, And you were able to make it. What'd you think? I thought the pool party was great. There was so many more people this year compared to last year. The pool was less crowded, so we were able to have more fun and kick around. And we had a little bit of rain at the end, but for the most part, it was just a bunch of folks hanging out at the pool, which was so much fun. Yeah, we got like, three hours of solid sunshine, Mm -hmm. which was nice. We also got into a really good discussion about Janet Mock's recent article in Allure on pretty privilege. Have you got a chance to read that yet? I have. I I really enjoyed reading it, and I want to read it again to get a little bit more out of it. But we pulled out a section where she sort of talks about what pretty privilege is. Yeah, she explains pretty privilege can give way to more popularity, higher grades, more positive work reviews, and career advancements. People who are considered pretty are more likely to be hired, have higher salaries, and are less likely to be found guilty and are sentenced less harshly. Pretty people are perceived as smarter, healthier, and more competent, and people treat pretty people better. Pretty privilege is also conditional and is not often extended to women who are trans, black and brown, disabled, older, and or fat. 
And that's a powerful idea. And it's not something that is wholly new. Certainly people talk about how being attractive makes life easier for you. That is the danger of being super handsome. When you're in the bubble, nobody ever tells you the truth. For years, I thought I spoke excellent French. But I love the way that she sort of succinctly explains, here's how it works as a privilege that can connect to other ideas of privilege we have. So some of our friends were quick to point out, being pretty also comes with its disadvantages, which can be true, but privilege and oppression can coexist within the same vessel. Oh, I like that a lot. Privilege and oppression can coexist within the same vessel. I'm going to need to remember that. She explains why people are reluctant to acknowledge their pretty privilege and how they benefit from it and how they navigate through the world. And although, yes, it may come with uh, certain challenges, for example, street harassment, you also do benefit from it. Just because one part of your identity or experience leads you to experience oppression in one setting, it can also lead to advantages or privilege in another setting. For example, being a brown person, I'm more likely to have my identity documents scrutinized or have to prove my citizenship if I'm pulled over. Being a light-skinned brown person, I'm also more likely to survive that interaction. That's really interesting. It also feels like there's a big overlap in the idea of passing privilege. I think Janet calls this cis-blending in the article, and the idea of pretty privilege. So back to the pool party, we noticed that trans folks who were more likely to pass as cis had a much easier time getting into the pool. This is true for us. We had a really easy time getting to the pool. This was true for trans friends of ours who are generally not seen as trans. And I'm really hoping this wasn't conscious or intentional bias, but the person at the front desk was undeniably checking IDs more closely and making things more cumbersome for people who were visibly outside cultural expectations of gender presentation. Rebecca just used a gender theory way of saying people who didn't pass as well had a harder time getting into the pool. We're planning a longer episode on Pretty Privilege, so stay tuned for that. Back to the pool party. One of the reasons that I really like this and I loved the beach party in Chicago is because pools can be difficult spaces. And this is true for a lot of people, but for trans folks in particular, there are a lot of questions around clothing or bodies. Some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into the light. Or are staff going to be accepting and supportive? And one of the things that I made sure to do is to reach out to the pool staff and to the Department of Parks and Recreation. Some people need to help somebody. To make sure that we had as many answers as we could about what ID would be accepted, what clothing was going to be exceptional, what was okay for people to wear or to not wear. And that was a little frustrating because a lot of this is just not clear in the law. So I'll give a, a specific example. DC Parks and Recreation says that people need to wear appropriate swim attire, but it's really unclear what appropriate swim attire means. So I emailed back and forth with Department of Parks and Recreation a ton, trying to get clarity on our binders that are like compression binders that trans men or transmasculine people might wear to reduce the appearance of breasts. Are those okay? And honestly, the pool party happened yesterday. I still don't have a really clear answer from DPR, from the Department of Parks and Recreation, on whether or not binders are considered acceptable swimwear. 
that was really frustrating to go into and, and made it feel less safe for some of the trans folks who did come because they had to come not knowing really clearly one way or the other if what they were going to wear was okay. Now, fortunately, none of this was a problem at the pool. Everyone who came had a great time and was able to wear clothing that they felt comfortable in. It's definitely something, though, that if other people want to organize similar events, and I totally encourage you to because, again, it was overall a really positive experience, I would definitely suggest reaching out to staff beforehand, trying to get as much clarity as you can. What we ended up sort of having is this unofficial conversation with DPR saying basically like they were going to assume that we were there to have a good time. We were going to assume that they were there to try and keep everyone safe at the pool. And we agreed that if anything came up, and fortunately it really didn't, that we were going to try and talk it through with each other before getting into arguments or before assuming that someone was intentionally being transphobic. And it feels like that one bump in the road with staff sort of did function that way. Like, we were able to talk to the manager and we're able to say, like, this is feeling a little icky to some of the trans folks who are coming in. Is it possible to get someone else to help out this staff person right now so that it's easier for trans folks to get into the pool right now? And they were agreeable to that and it solved that problem. And it seemed like once everyone was in and sort of got through that bump in the road, everyone had a great time. There's still a lot of summer left, though, and I've been thinking a lot about all the things I'm excited about. What are you excited about, Joanna? I'm excited to get back to work. That's totally what I think about. When I think about summer, I think about getting back to work. Wait, what are you talking about? I think we're at different places. I quit my job earlier this spring and did some traveling. I went out to the West Coast, hung out with friends, went to New York. And lately, I've just been doing a lot of writing and creating, working on this podcast, working on other projects. I am going on a comedy journey. What? Going to try my foot in comedy. Is it try my foot or try my hand? I think you try your hand and you put your foot in. Or you could dip your toes. It always comes down to trans people on our body parts, doesn't it? It really does. So what are you doing the rest of the summer? So every summer I say I'm going to try and do more stuff in nature, more hiking or biking or rent canoes or kayaks. And D.C. is really great. D.C., obviously there are a lot of things I love about Chicago. D.C. has a lot more access to like trails and hiking and that sort of thing. That said, I never really do as much outdoor stuff in the summer as I say I'm going to do. I'm also really excited about summer camp. So I've mentioned a couple times I work with Camp Aeronutic, which is a camp for trans and gender variant youth. I should also say again that my views on this podcast are my own and are not reflective of Camp Aeronutic. But I'll be going to Aeronutic West, which is in California, in early August. And I'm also going to see some friends and family this summer. I have some people who are coming out to D.C. And I'm also going to be in Chicago a bit to visit friends and family. I also want to go to an amusement park or yes. a water park. That's the Orlando I mean. I love a good amusement park, a good water park. There are a couple within a couple hours driving of DC, I think. Yeah, there's the Six Flags and And I think there's the Hershey's Park in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, is I... that and that park is a, entirely made out of chocolate, so you have to go on a day where it's not hot cuz then it'll melt. The strawberries taste like strawberries. The snozberries taste like snozberries. Yeah, and that's not good for roller coasters. No, the entire it's structurally unsound. It's really unsafe. Yeah. My mom, she works at Disney, so we could get them for free. What a convenient drive from DC. Well, I mean, at some point We'll get down there. We'll get down there. 
I'm also still just learning about all of the DC summer stuff. So there's all the museums, there's movies in the park. I know there's free shows at the Kennedy Center. Sounds like we have a good summer list. Let us know what you're up to this summer in the comment sections below. And also please let us know if there's any issues that you would love to hear about more. You can find us on Facebook by searching Trans Specific Partnership. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Trans Specific, T-R-A-N-S-S-P-E-C-I-F-I-C. Please tell your friends about us. Review us on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time. Bye! We're planning a longer episode on pretty privilege, so takes. We're planning a longer episode on pretty privilege, so takes. <laughs> <laughs>